Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric and today I watched WWE Monday Night Raw episode 1397, which was broadcast on March 2nd, 2020. I'm calling this episode Advice from Marky Mark because of a an out of nowhere uh, video message from Mark Wahlberg to AJ Styles warning him to, to not have anything to do with the undertaker very random but it was to advertise his movie coming out on netflix uh uh this friday i guess i don't even remember what the name of the movie i'm not advertising for the movie but you can look it up if you want to check it out i'm probably gonna watch it why not it's i already have I've, i have netflix so i may as well watch some of the movies that are on there but <laughs> Anyway, we'll get to that in just a minute. Before I talk about the rest of this episode, or the entirety of this episode, other than that one thing, um, I wanted to uh, let you all know uh, about a couple of uh, great, great shows, or uh, yeah, a couple of them, um, that I started to watch. Um, First, Briar Patch, which if you're watching Monday Night Raw, and uh nxt on usa you're gonna see a bunch of commercials for this show um i i finally started watching it since i got sling back uh in, in the last few days um and luckily all of the episodes so far are available on demand so i didn't have to have them recorded so that was pretty nice um and i guess it's also airing i, th- I guess it follows monday night raw anyway but anyhow um or maybe as a repeat that they show on monday nights i'm not sure but i turned off my tv like right away when i realized i is a couple episodes ahead of where i had gotten to but um i watched the first episode and a half um i thought it was pretty good um pretty interesting the towards the end of the first episode it, it got a whole lot more interesting uh to me but um yeah i think it, it's worth checking out if you like the trailers i don't think it has let down from uh what it kind of promises in the trailers at all yet um from what i've seen uh i've only seen the first uh the first episode and then like the first 10 minutes or so of the second episode um but it's 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 pretty cool but i i think this this show for me suffered a little bit because i watched it right after i saw the first episode of dispatches from elsewhere which stars Jason Siegel and a bunch of other people. Um, can't remember all their names off the top of my head. Um, but the cast is awesome. Um, and the, the style of the show, the look and the, 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 the structure of it and the story, like the performances in the production value or not, uh, what, what am I production design and all that is really, really cool. Um, I, I did not know that it was based on a documentary about a real game, like a real alternate reality game that um, took place uh, that was dispatched um, in the early 2010s, maybe late 2000s. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it, the, the, there's the documentary about it came out in like 2012 or 13, but um so I did watch uh, that documentary. If you have Amazon Prime, it's available on the Indie Club channel or the 
um, it's like Epic Docs or something. There's two channel subscriptions that are three dollars a month um, that include that on there. Um, otherwise, I don't think you can buy. I don't think you can buy the movie, which is weird. Because um, I would just done that, but uh, yeah, I I like the show, the AMC show, a lot more than the I then I like the documentary, and I kind of started to tune out of the documentary because uh, they're they're talking about this game and the and then there's like kind of reconstructions of everything and it really and it feels a whole lot like people just talking about a game that they played uh like if you're hearing stories about playing grand theft auto or something like that uh that's what it felt like to me uh watching it as a documentary but watching it as a tv show then it's like oh i've seen uh, uh the the dramatized version of this from like a particular point of view and the, they're not, they're not talking about what happened. We're seeing what's happening to them. So, um, so yeah, check it out. It's so cool. It reminds me a lot of the Dharma initiative uh, with kind of the, the art style and the, like the, these like video messages and stuff like that. Um, that it's all kind of like old school, uh, you know, like seventies era technology, that they're using for this game. It takes place in, in the present more or less. Um, but yeah, go check it out. It's on AMC. The first episode is on AMC.com. Um, and then otherwise I think you can subscribe on, uh, to the season pass on Amazon. Uh, the last time I don't think it was posted yet when I searched, cause I searched like the night that it aired. Um, but, uh, it followed, it followed the walking dead for its premiere this week. And then it's um, it's normal time is following Better Call Saul on Mondays. So there's two episodes out now. I have not watched the second episode yet. Um, so yeah, go check that out. It's so great. Um, and I, I I think I am going to be doing Walking Dead episodes, even though I'm I, I've now watched two of the episodes. I might combine those or something. Um, but I was also on the fence about if I was going to be recording as much this month. And then I decided, you know what? I may as well. I, I, there's so much, especially after this episode of Raw. It's like, you know, I do want to talk about like all of this stuff because um, I was thinking of just doing like really quick episode, like one to two minute episodes, just quickly recapping stuff. But I'm going. Uh, I'm just sticking sticking with the 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 regular plan here instead. So, all right, let's get to. Uh, this episode of raw, we open up with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman coming out. Uh, Paul Heyman says that the main event of WrestleMania is a sham that drew McIntyre doesn't deserve to be in there because he took advantage after ricochet, uh, hit Brock with a low blow, etc. And, um, uh, let's see, let's see. All right. So drew McIntyre comes out. And uh, Paul Heyman had been saying, like, he can take advantage of a single moment, but he's, there's no way that he's going to beat him in a match. So, uh, yeah, he comes out, and Brock Lesnar is ready to fight, and then Drew McIntyre hits him with a Claymore, and then he hits him. Uh, yeah, he hits him with a Claymore, and Brock is, like, devastated. Drew gets out of there. He does not like in a runaway thing, but he's like, yep, my job here is done. He goes, uh, he leaves. Brock Lesnar is hobbled. He's he, he 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 stumbles back up to the top of the entrance ramp, and Drew McIntyre appears again and hits him with another claymore. 
and and Brock is 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 knocked up, but he's like kind of he, he slowly gets back up again. He hits, gets hit with the third claymore. Drew McIntyre grabs the title. Drew McIntyre grabs the title, holds it up, all is, and is gloating at 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 uh, at, at, uh, at Brock. Really, really great segment. I I liked it a lot, and I that this that's better what we that that better be what we see at WrestleMania, assuming that WrestleMania isn't canceled due to the coronavirus. Um, I don't think it will. I think I think it'll be okay. So, um, a lot of panic, a lot of worry out there about coronavirus. I saw an article about a dog testing positive for it. That's it, there's it. It did test positive having coronavirus on it, but it was like on the surf. It was like on its nose. It wasn't infected by it. Uh, dog, dogs can't get it. But every, everybody's really worried there for a minute. Like no, it just had like its human spit on its nose, probably something like that. Its human sneezed on it, and so the dog still had it. Had the 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 virus is still on its nose, but it was didn't actually infect the dog because it can't infect the dog. But anyway, lots of panic, lots of worry, all out there. Eighty percent of cases have very mild sy- symptoms, which. On one hand, in my opinion, so this is my opinion. I'm not medical expert or anything like that. So, uh, what I take from that is that on one hand, 80 percent mild symptoms, nothing to worry about. But also, those 80 percent, they have nothing to worry about. They might not even realize that they have it, and then it's spreading to other people. And the 20 percent that have worse symptoms from it can very, very easily get it from those 80 percent with the very mild symptoms. So, um, it's, you know, double, double edged sword, I would, I would say, but, um, you know, the, the advice that I've been seeing, the most sensible advice that I've been seeing all around is like, just practice good hygiene as far like washing your hands and stuff like that and cleaning surfaces that, uh, get touched a lot and things like that, which is a good, good stuff to do for any virus uh you know even just for the flu so that's my thoughts real quick on the coronavirus and i think wrestlemania will go on i i hope it does but if it doesn't i hope they give like complete refunds because that would be that would that would, that would suck if they didn't anyway um, as far as the flight goes in my rental car, I'm good on that. Cause I, those are refundable for me personally anyway, um, as well as my hotel booking, but the tickets, tickets for the shows, that's like, that, that is the most, that's a big chunk, big chunk of change there. So anyway, onward. Uh, we have Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy uh, in a rematch defending their championships, the tag team titles versus the Street Profits. And the Street Profits win with some help from Kevin Owens. And we got the smoke. And Seth Rollins is an angry, angry messiah. He demands a rematch at Elimination Chamber. And that uh, I, I didn't see what, if there are any particular st- stipulations that have been applied to that match. But... We also had Seth challenging Kevin Owens to any match, any stipulation, anytime, anywhere. So what if we see that at Elimination Chamber also? But probably more likely we'll see that at WrestleMania. And, um, 
He's he he claims that he will he will crucify Kevin Owens, whatever the match is and whenever it is. So, um, is it going to be a crucifixion match? They have to strap the other person to a crucifix and then get it posted up into a whole stand thing. That would be very. That that would be in very poor taste to do that type of match, but I wouldn't I I wouldn't rule it out. I it it could happen, or some like close analog to that. Like it could be like it it could end up getting strapped to a table, and then the table is you know propped up and that kind of thing. It, I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Anyway. We then have Ricochet versus Riddick Moss, who is now a 22, as of this recording, 23-day, 24-7 champion because he defeats Ricochet. He doesn't defeat Ricochet by cheating. It is a clean victory, and that's a real, real bummer. And I hope that it's it's part of some plan to launch Ricochet back into the stratosphere after a, a deep dip into the tarp of the trampoline. I don't, what am I saying? So like, okay, if you're jumping into a trampoline, you got to go, you got to go down before you like bounce back up. So hopefully that's what's going on here. I could have said that a lot better than that. But anyway, then our segment where the title of this episode comes from, um, AJ Styles comes out, uh, talks about uh, the undertaker. I was all, all kinds of BS that he, I don't know if he, I don't remember if he said BS, but there's all kinds of BS that the Undertaker came out and it, it, like came and, and, and won that trophy because he should have the trophy because he won uh, it, technically and all that. Um, so he's, 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 he's not in a good mood. But Mark Wahlberg comes on the screen and says, it seemed like something that they, <laughs> okay. So they filmed this, obviously part of like the press junket or whatever he's in that room uh where they just film everybody's interviews there then the interviewers cycle in and out and uh, so it's like hey instead of doing an interview would you do something that we could use on the on the show or something like that and so he did but it really felt because (laughs) it really felt like it was like a cameo that he actually had he, he probably actually did have no idea what's going on with all this, but like, oh, here's the, the script or whatever. Um, it really felt like that, and uh, it was really funny that they like just start using cameo to get people to to make content for 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 Monday Night Raw. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he warns uh, AJ not to to take on the Undertaker to get away. Um. So uh, AJ, he he, he ref- refuses to take that advice. He says, I'm not going to listen to Marky Mark. Um, so uh, Alistair Black comes out. He's supposed to have a match with AJ Styles. And AJ's like, wait, 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 wait. You didn't read your contract, did you? You have to fight this, the, the, I forget what he's been calling Carl Anderson. You got to fight Carl Anderson first. So so Alistair Black fights, fights Carl Anderson. He defeats him. Um, and then he's like, wait, 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 you also have to fight Luke Gallows. And then Luke as as he's saying that Luke smacks him in the back of the head 
hits him with that big boot. And uh, technically, technically, Alistair Black wins that match due to disqualification because the, the rest of them get involved. They hit him with the magic killer, and then they're ready. Okay, now you can fight AJ. And so AJ defeats Alistair Black. Is He's already fought two matches and then hit with the magic killer and all that. Uh, when he gets hit by a phenomenal forearm and then AJ does the, the undertaker's rest in peace pin thing. So yeah, I, uh, I saw a lot of complaints online about this happening, but I think it's fine. It's not the same situation as with ricochet over there. Um, the, the, Alistair black, defeated two-thirds of the the bullet club first and was at a a huge huge disadvantage um but we will be getting at elimination chamber i kind of want to go i i'm currently not planning to go but like every every new development is like ah this is going to be really good but um uh it will be a no disqualification match uh, between AJ Styles and Aleister Black. I think that's going to be really cool. And I, I think there's a good chance that The Undertaker could show up after the match. I don't know. Ah. Ah. It's tempting. It's real tempting. I'll see what I'll see what the, the ticket prices are like. Um, but anyway, then we have uh, Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot uh, with special referee Sarah Logan. Um, so Liv wins after uh sarah counts very very quickly so it seems as though uh sarah is on liv's side uh but after uh after after liv attacks ruby then sarah attacks liv and she is the one standing tall at the end so i I thought that was pretty i thought that was a pretty cool uh ending to the match anyway um there's some good stuff in the match as well it was really cool seeing Liv and Ruby fight. Um, then we see backstage the conga line led by No Way Jose meet Rowan back there. And and Jose asks if they can see what's inside the cage. And then Rowan says, oh, I've just been waiting for somebody to ask what's inside the cage very nicely like you are. So I'm going to show you. And then he get, pulls out this just gigantic tarantula toy robot. And they're all scared of it. And he puts it back inside so there you go great great it should have been it should have been a gila monster that wasn't biting people but squirting blood out of its eyes of people should, that's that's what it should have been a tarantula doesn't do that a, a tarantula doesn't do a tarantula doesn't do that i i'm pretty sure tarantulas don't bite people i'm gonna look it up right now and so I'm pausing this, and I'll be right back instantly with an answer. Okay. I am on uh, BerkMuseum.org, and the article is called Myth, Tarantulas Are Dangerous to Humans. Um, so, fact. Oh, so, so the, the myth is tarantulas are dangerous or deadly to humans. The fact is, uh, in reality... The venom of these largest of all spiders generally has very low toxicity to humans. I myself, this is uh, the writer um, Rod Crawford, I think. 
Uh, I myself was once bitten by a Texas species and hardly even felt it. None of the North American species or those these commonly kept as pets are considered to pose even a mild bite hazard. There have been now been a few credible reports of moderate illness from the bites of a few African and Asian species that are definitely not standard pet store material. However, other people bitten by these same species reported no more than initial ouch and perhaps a little muscle cramping. The only health hazard posed by keeping common pet tarantulas comes from the irritating hairs of the abdomen in the New World species, which can cause skin rashes or inflammation of eyes and nasal passages. To prevent such problems, simply keep tarantulas away from your face and wash your hands after handling one. Uh, Compared to common pets such as dogs, tarantulas are not dangerous at all. For more information, see the American Tarantula Society. So there you go. Misinformation being spread by this by this dumb segment with a robotic spider. I mean, I, they could turn around, they could use it and say, "Hey, they aren't they they aren't uh harmful." And they pose very low risk bite. So like even if they did bite, it's not going to make you bleed. They don't bite you to make you bleed bleed they bite you to they bite things to to insert venom and then eat their prey uh it should have been a puppy should have been something like completely opposite like oh i don't know it would have been better as a puppy or a kitten like kit kittens bite kittens would a kitten bite would cause way more blood than a, a well even if it was a real tarantula than a tarantula bite so dumb so dumb now it's over maybe it's not it's probably not over at all we're gonna have we're gonna have the robot spider like skittering around the ring at some point before wrestlemania and then we'll have Eric Rowan versus the spider. Eric Eric Rowan wins the 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 Andre Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal by releasing the 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 tarantula. Everybody jumps over the top rope to get away. That's how he wins. That's what. That's the only way this pays off in any way whatsoever. That's less than dumb. <laughs> Still dumb, but a little bit less so. Um, anyway, then we have, uh, it was supposed to be Asuka versus Sheena, but Asuka, um, had a wrist sprain, so she could not, com- she was not clear co- to compete, so instead Kyrie uh, makes her, in- this is her, uh, Kyrie's first match, um, since, uh, TLC, I think, um, so Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler, it's definitely her first singles match, um, Shayna wins, uh, this is after Becky comes out to cause a distraction and gloats and all of that. And she's wearing big old sunglasses, a big furry coat, uh, lots of jewelry, jewelry, and then uh, adds to that even more by wearing Jerry Lawler's crown while she's there in commentary. And she looked very much like uh, a particular outfit that um, that is worn in the film Rocket Man, which is also based on a real outfit that Elton John has worn so i thought they they, they look the same all right th- i already okay this like a couple of people who i've asked if they agree with me on this i 
Taryn Egerton, who plays Elton John in Rocket Man, and Becky Lynch, they I I feel like they look really similar. They're very similar facial structures. And this is even more with the, these two pictures, seeing them side by side wearing very similar outfits with uh, with the crown and everything. Like they look really similar. They could be uh, they could be uh, siblings or or cousins or or whatnot. Or the same person. Just with different hair. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, Shayna won uh, via the, uh, uh, the, 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 what you, it's not the Coquina clutch. That's Samoa Joe's Kerfuda clutch. So yeah, there, there are some all right moments. I thought we were going to see either blood or mist utilizing this match, but that, instead we just saw, um, uh, Becky Elton, John Lynch. Um, then we had the best match of the night. This was so great. We had Rey Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo versus Angel Garza and Andrade with Zelina at their side. So Andrade makes his United States show return, um, as the U S champion in this just freaking awesome, awesome tag match. Okay. My favorite moment and it's made me like yell out in surprise when it happened um so we had andrade um in the ropes doing his tranquilo pose thing and then we had uh i think it was yeah it was gar uh umberto uh running he gets launched into the opposite ropes and uh and garza like launches him up like to stop him and to prepare to hit some other move on him. But instead of that stopping Umberto, that launched him up and to be able to hit hit Andrade with a drop kick on the opposite side of the ring, that was so great. I wish the camera angle on it was a little bit better because we had it from the wide shot. which was good to see like like the full picture of what's happening. But they were all in line with the camera from that vantage point and so you couldn't really it was, you, you you couldn't see the the drop cake make impact uh but they did show replay showed a little bit better oh but that yeah that that moment was really great and that that was just one of many 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 great spots throughout this match go watch this match best match of the week i know this is the only show of the week so far but um i i can't see that being topped very easily at all Although we do have a couple of cage matches to watch on uh, on NXT this week, um, I will not be watching NXT live this week because uh, AEW Dynamite is here in Colorado, um, specifically in Broomfield at the First Bank Center, um, and uh, so I'll be I'll be there in person for that. Uh, but then I'll watch. Um, so I'll talk about that a little bit in uh, this week's NXT episode. But um, I have not been following it all. I've seen just some clips here and there from um, this past Saturday night. Um, so I have a kind of a general idea of the the championship landscape, at least some of the feuds going on, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's I like I can I can tell you any specifics 
uh, at all about all the storylines and stuff like that. But um, I think that's uh, that can also be a really fun way to to go to a show. And just not know anything, just see what what unfolds, and um, also seeing like what how much of the context is clear of what's going on. Um, I think is pretty. Uh, uh, it, it it could potentially be a uh, pretty a- exciting and fun um, just to, to see things unfold and figure it out as it's unfolding. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that later this week. Um, and then we had our, um, our main events, our final segments of, of the night. Uh, Beth Phoenix has arrived to give an update, a medical update on edge. But before she can even say anything, we get uh, Randy Orton comes out. He, he goes for a hug. No hug. He goes for a handshake. No handshake. Uh, and he says, oh, well, I'm going to explain myself. Uh, it was story time about uh, how how Edge is so great in that he saved my life and I love him and I love his kids and I love uh, Beth Phoenix and all that. And that the reason he did it was to save Edge from himself because he's a junkie for the roar of the crowd. And uh, he he blames Beth for being an enabler. He's saying that it's her fault for not stopping him and that he had to stop him so that he could still be there. That he, he wouldn't uh, lose his ability to 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 spend time with his with his family and all that. So. Yeah, uh, at some points I thought, oh, these are some good points. But then, like, no, that's, especially once he said that he loved them more than than Beth could ever love them. It's like, no, he's just being a, a, a complete jerk. And so Beth Phoenix slaps him and then kicks him. But Randy recovers from that kick to the guts with an RKO laying Beth out. Uh, medical staff and a bunch of other wrestlers including zach zach Ryder and kurt hawkins wearing their their <laughs> their edge t-shirts with uh with with blazers over them uh anyway um <laughs> oh it was so great it was such a great segment and like ah, oh, randy is on fire right now and beth oh my god I was I was starting to cry seeing her about to cry. She she should have she oh, she should have seen that RKO coming. She should she should have avoided it. Just kicked him again right in the face when he's bent over. Just kick kick, and then he's out. And then punt him. But she she assumed too much that that Randy wouldn't go that far, and he absolutely did. So I'm, I'm really excited for for this story to continue. However, it does, uh, it's gonna be real good. I thought for a moment, I was thinking, oh, maybe she's like, well, I I still have to give my ed- the medical update. He's completely healthy, and then bam, Edge wipes out Randy right there, and a huge huge eruption of of applause that edge it's, it's just there in general, but also getting the upper hand, but that there's still time for that to happen. Something similar to that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited. This is, this is real good. 
So, uh, yeah, that's the end of this week's Raw. Let me know what you thought about it by tweeting me, tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe out there in all the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye. <laughs>